So, Camria, guess what? What? We have our first patron from Patreon. Look at that, look at that, look at that. And not only is this like just a first patron, this is a first patron at the highest level. What's that level? That's the, oh, we go together. We go together. Yes. I ain't getting rid of you. You ain't getting rid of me level. (laughs) I love it. So, shout out to our good friend of the show. Always supportive. Stephanie! Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is kind of the equivalent of like, your mama always supporting you. You know how they be like, she sold four copies of her album. Yes. Her mama, her brother, her sister, (laughs) and herself. This like, but Stephanie, thank you for being amazing Mm -hmm. and supporting the show. Yes. As always. So... Hopefully the first of many. The Y'all first follow of many. Stephanie's lead and head over to uh, Patreon and support the turn one. <laughs> yes. If you want to hear your name on this show, please support us at the $15 a month level. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, let's get started with the show. Come here. Get Today we're talking to Tracy, pronouns she and her. Tracy is a 39-year-old cisgender heterosexual woman from the Midwest. <laughs> yes, Midwest. ma'am. <laughs> she's a mother and program manager, and she's here to talk about what happens when friends with benefits turns into forever, ever. Tracy is a pseudonym, so don't be trying to find her. Mm. <laughs> Tracy, don't thanks so much for coming. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yay. So last week we read an excerpt from the novella, Benefriends, which features a couple that started out as friends and then it morphed into lovers. What's your current relationship status? You. Married like a mug. (laughs) (laughs) Extra, extra permanent. (laughs) How long y'all been together? Since 2009. Oh, wait, that's a long ass time. It's a long, long time. I ain't never been with nobody that long. Listen, <laughs> I don't, I don't recommend it. Uh, my barber, maybe? <laughs> like, <laughs> Should I don't even think I got any service providers for that long because I switched cities. I've been known to be a serial monogamous person. Cell phone. Yeah, I was serial monogamous too. But the problem with my serial, mon- serial monogamy was that I just didn't want to be by myself. So there's mm, that. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. That was only in hindsight. <laughs> yeah. that. And that's funny how that works. Because now I'm like, I just want to be by myself. Welcome time to myself. <laughs> there is that. Because yeah. you, you have how many children? Two children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a real ass thing right there. Yeah. yeah. The struggle is real. <laughs> Damn. So... As our listeners have probably ascertained, you're married to somebody who you were friends with before y'all got together. So tell us the story of how that happened. So what happened was... um, All good stories start like that. (laughs) So lots of mutual friends. So my friends all went to school with my husband um, from about like third grade through 12th grade. So I met those friends in college 
So they were already friends beforehand. Um, so I kind of joined the friend group. Mm-hmm. And immediately, once we all came together as friends, everybody immediately wanted to hook us up. <laughs> but why was that? We they thought we had some similarities with mm. ethnicities and such <laughs> without sharing too much. Um, but they thought that we would make a good match, just our personalities, very laid back. Um, they just thought like immediately, like, y'all need to be together. Mm. However, I was busy sewing my royal oats at the time. As all and women should. Not yes, royal interested. oats. Listen, okay. I fell asleep to come to America last night. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I was on a serious mission. Um, So this was like, you know, this was like I was about to move to New York, one of my dream cities that I always wanted to live in. And I already knew that I was about to be like just hot in the streets. And so I was like, no, we will be friends. We will keep it that way. And I was just also worried about like the whole friendship circle. I was like, I don't want to mess it up. Like I'm kind of like trying to sow my royal oats. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know I'm not right right now. So we just... We remain friends. Um, And we were those friends that were like, you know, just always showing up for our friends when they got married or if they were having baby showers and parties. Like we were like the two cool friends that show up and come with libations and hang out. So we kept it friends for for many years. So you kind of touched on this where you said you were hesitant to kind of mess up the friendship circle Um, in the book we read. The two characters, Shad and Aisha, they are similarly similar to you, a part of a big group of friends. And they were hesitant to kind of start anything because they were like, if shit goes down south, then we fucking up the whole groove of the group. Um, obviously, that was a concern. When did you kind of overcome that? It was just like, fuck it. So after I sold my royal oats and got burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally in therapy. I was, listen, I was outdone, okay? I was like, wow, like, everybody is just trash. Trash. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I am, like, taking a break from, like, dating, from, I mean, I'm just, like, I think I might just be single. I need to find myself. I had just started therapy. I was like, yes, this is, like, such a good space to be in. I was, like, weaning myself off all the penis. I was like, I'm done. Um, and then had been doing therapy for a couple of months and then went to one of those good friends wedding in Mexico. And the things that I was interested in a year or two before was like, they just seemed so frivolous. And now all of a sudden Mm. I was like, Ooh, like stability and (laughs) non triflingness and a strong circle of friends who I also like jobs, employed, traveling freely, like all of these these things look extra sexy under the Mexican sun where we were for this wedding. Um, so I was in a very different place and I was just like, I placed a high value in that moment, I think on, and it's debatable with myself if it was too much of a value, but I really Mm. placed a high value on, you know, trust and having, you know, having a relationship with somebody or just embarking on what could be with somebody who was already connected to a circle of people who I trust and who I know, would you know look out for me and just not recommend they already did the vetting they already did the vetting and I had already known this person so I was like this is this is safe you know safe territory okay cool 
So besides the fact that I have never actually wanted to fuck any of my friends. <laughs> I haven't. Look, look at Erica face though. She like, I'm like I think I have. That Bitch, I know you fucked your friends. You got a lot of friends. I do. None. And I, okay. I can think of two friends who I fucked. And neither one of those situations was a good situation. Yeah. Yeah. In general, it's not a thing that I want to do. And also, in one of those, it was absolutely just in one night stand. It, it was never going anywhere. <laughs> Another one of the reasons that I have rarely gotten involved with people who I counted as my friends is because I know way too much about them. Mm-hmm. Was that ever a consideration or a possible barrier when you were thinking about getting with your now husband? You know, no, because he tricked me because (laughs) (laughs) he was like always the quiet kind of reserved homie in the group. So like it was it's hard to describe, but I was like, oh, he's kind of like a little mystery. Because that group is a lot of large personalities. A a lot of large personalities. And this person, my husband's personality was like completely like zero, like just chill, like all Mm -hmm. the time. So it was it kind of made me be like, oh, I kind of and I can be a lot sometimes. I'm much more chill now, but like I can just. I'm on all the time. So for me, I was like, oh, I was trying to get to know him. I was like, who are you? Who are you? Like, it mm. was it was interesting because I was learning a lot of stuff out that he hadn't shared, you know, with a lot of the French, the friends in that circle, surprisingly, mm. over mm. A, a long time. Okay. So how do you think having a foundation as friends positively impacts your marriage? I think... Um, I mean, I recognize not all friends with benefits have like a circle that they like. I don't know. Everybody's like, oh, a friend is like a part of a larger friend group. Sometimes it's just your one friend. But like for us, because we had that circle, I feel like we had a group of people kind of always rooting for us, um, which is helpful when you embark on marriage, because you have so many moments where you're like, um, is this shit worth it? Like I'm about to call it quits. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it's helpful to have, you know, some objective friends that'll just listen and that'll be like, you know what, like do what you need to do. I'm hearing you out. And, you know, remember why y'all first got together or just friends of your marriage. Right. Exactly. People want you to to succeed together. Want to see you. Exactly. So I think that's, I think, you know, that's been amazing to have, um, and it's also been helpful for me to also remember like when shit gets hard where I'm like, remember, like, <laughs> remember how all this started when we yeah. was like all one big group of friends just hanging out. We didn't have all these responsibilities. Um, so I think that's that's really the big piece for me. But to keep it real, a lot of it, too, is more so on like just the disappointments of like, okay, we're in this large circle and we're friends and so forth. But then when things aren't where you want them to be in a marriage, I think you kind of look at that friendship, you know, a lot harder where it's like, okay, is this friendly? Motherfucker? Like, <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like friends, remember we go way, way, way back. Like what's happening here. So, yeah. So on the other side of the coin, is there, a, do you think that there are ways that having this, friendship as a foundation negatively impacts the marriage? 
I think I think sometimes I think so um and it could just be how everybody handles things differently, right? So I can only speak from my experience. But for me, I think when shit gets hard, you know, I I pull on that friendship piece and try to like think about like remember why this all started and sometimes I feel like that that's not necessarily focusing on the now, like on the right here right now versus like this history, right? Nostalgia. And, yeah, this nostalgic, you know, kind of like what we used to be and who we were versus like now who we are two tired ass parents working like in the middle of a pandemic in this tiny ass space looking at each other and it's hard. And so I think, you know, sometimes I think that piece and then I do think about like our friendship circle. Right. And when I get frustrated around like, am I going to be the one that's going to defect? Like, you know, so yeah. I, you know, but I think I think about those pieces where excuse the reality sometimes or it's just extra shit where it's like you know what Tracy what is it you know that that you that you feel right now like mm-hmm. what's happening right now and you know just shut all of that out all right actually leads to my next question which is what have you found really works in your relationship to keep in touch with each other through the highs and the lows um, both right now in the middle of a fucking pandemic and just in general, because 10 years is a long ass time. Drugs, alcohol. No. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it Listen, all the way for real, for real. Let's keep it real. Like, honestly, that every blue moon is like, hey, quarterly, semi-annually, like, let's put something on the books, like vacations, like just having time to connect and get away from this, I mean, a daily grind is so exhausting. Um, Oddly enough, too, when I think about things that have happened over the years, I would say also like tragedies, you know, have, you know, kind of brought us together and kind of made Mm -hmm. us remember, um, you know, like the reasons why we got together. So what do you do to be in touch with yourself and your body in the midst of being a present partner and a present parent? Mm, All the things. Um, Yoga at home now, uh, meditation apps, reading positive affirmations. I follow all the black therapists on Instagram. (laughs) Um, Anything that I can get that really just reminds me of my relationship with myself. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, being in a long term marriage, one of the things that is really made um, very clear to me is. Yes, being friends helps and so forth. But the first relationship is with myself. And so I think for me, it's just keeping myself grounded um, and really just trusting my instincts more and just recognizing some days I feel crappy, some days I feel great and just kind of leaning into that without apologizing for it. That's really dope. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned earlier about how y'all work in a little space together. I'm wondering how the pandemic has impacted your dynamic um, when it comes to intimacy, both with your partner and with your children, because, you know, there's a lot of different types of intimacy. And I feel like being trapped uh, got something to do with that. Yes, honey, it is completely throwing the vibes off because um, all day long, it feels literally like I'm pulled in 25 different directions. 
it takes me so it takes me twice as long just to do one task that I would normally do at work in a shorter mm-hmm. amount of time because I'm also getting somebody some food, getting somebody a snack, helping somebody wipe their butt, and then coming back to do a, a video meeting all the while. Um, and as being a mother, you know, both of us, my husband and I, can be sitting at the table, but both kids will constantly only come to me, and so mm. it it feels like I'm sitting on the other side of the table, like this motherfucker get a phone right here, like. <laughs> <laughs> no interruptions like I'd be sitting there like come on girl and that's when my when all my calm stuff got to come in because mm. I'd be like mm, thinking 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 a lot of thoughts like so it just builds up a lot of resentment throughout the day sometimes because I feel like I'm taking on the brunt of the work and so that's when the friendship stuff comes in where I'd be like again this is not friendly like mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. so having to have those conversations um, every so often as, and then, you know, it just throws intimacy off. Like for me, my love language is like, help me clean up, like help me yes, take care of the kid. Me. Like, just like be an help, equal partner, be an equal partner. Like yeah. help me not feel like a maid that's exhausted at the end of the day. And Ooh, then I'm same. supposed to get sexy yeah, and like, this don't make my pussy wet. This makes me dry. Tits. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, are you about to get this headscarf and turn to the side and good <laughs> night. Like, and you earned it. You earned it. Like you worked so hard to earn this shit. Like so, <laughs> <it's so> terrible. <laughs> and then enter drugs and alcohol. It's like, no, um, <laughs> no, but enter, you know, enter like just me, uh, honestly, like just being like, okay, like this cannot, this cycle has to stop. Like mm. what actions can I do? to change this shit and then usually like I will you know work on my mood go exercise or some shit and then I'll be horny and then life will be better for a short amount of time yeah and I feel like exercise is underrated for that like yep. when I finish working out I feel strong I feel great about myself and I want to yep. fuck immediately no, for real. yeah <laughs> You you have blood flowing to all your parts, not yes. just your head mm-hmm. and your limbs, but to all your parts. I think yep. people fail to realize that getting that blood moving will get blood yeah. moving. It sure is. I was like, "Woo, okay, let me just get my workout on." But otherwise, like, I get into like this depleted space where I'm mm-hmm. just like, I just don't have the energy for it, and it's just you know. So I think. Again, like, but normally once we get out of our world in this small ass apartment, we also like just on top of each other, right? And mm-hmm. focusing on everything, how you chew, how you move, why you <laughs> sit that there, like, what are you doing? Like, it, it becomes ridiculous where I'm like, we need to go visit some people. Like, mm-hmm. let's, yeah. we need to get out. So just, you know, mixing it up, I find like, and just having something to work towards, you know, mm-hmm. like just having a goal, like together, like some, mm-hmm. we need that shit to lighten the mood and just, you know, kind of keep us moving forward. I know some couples are like, do all kind of shit and I'm like that's not us but we need to get we need to start doing that mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta do what you can when you can it's not yeah. like there's not a whole bunch of shit going on in the world right now a whole it's bunch of shit you a know? lot it's heavy yeah a lot of it I think just comes into granting yourself grace yep when you're coming up against this stuff so kudos to y'all my next question is what does a successful marriage look like to you successful marriage looks like therapy like therapy together as a couple Mm -hmm. um it looks like 
travel, like just doing things together, leisure stuff in addition to, you know, just taking care of all of the responsibilities equally. Um, It looks like um, just mundane, just, you know, same routine. A lot of relationship and marriage is literally just somebody you know, being able to be in that space with you day in and day out without it feeling like it's a production and work Mm -hmm. and so forth, like just being ourselves. Um, So consistency um, and connection. So um, you got a lot of shit going on. Uh, so I know this question. If you if you're like, look, bitch, I wish. Right, it might what? strike fear in your heart. <laughs> exactly. But is there anything that you're looking forward to reading? Is, do you have like a to be read pile? I have one that's really dusty. But <laughs> I have. I just finished a book for the first time in like a year, and thanks to the pandemic, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called Pachinko. And it's a really great book about Korean, Japanese, Koreans living in Japan. Um, It's like a historical family saga. And I learned a lot about like Korean, Japanese relationship that I didn't, history that I didn't know about. Um, So it was, that was a really great book. Um, And then my next book, I have a pile sitting right over here. If you were here, you would see, I'm, I'm just getting into Patsy by um, mm. Nicole Dennis Ben. So that's, that's on my list. I want to get through that one next. And I have um, the water dancer that I want to get into and I need to finish thick. So that's my. All right. Oh, word. Yeah. I haven't yeah. finished thick either. Actually. I'm somewhere in the middle. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I have a few rapid fire questions. I'm just going to give you an either or, and you're going to tell me your pick. Okay? Mm. Hot or cold? Hot. Give or receive? Receive. Selfish. Aries. (laughs) Yes, Aries. (laughs) Um, Beach or mountain? Mm, Beach. Mountain dangerous. Now, I know you, so you cannot pick neither for this next one. Dog or cat? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, Dog. neither. Lord have mercy. You, you pissed me off with this. Because you know I don't like no animal hair. Okay? Exactly. Same hard, same. Oh. Fuck, it's gross. <laughs> but okay. I'll take a dog. Last one. Country or city? Woo. City. All righty, all righty. Okay, so why would you do uh, hot over cold? Because I'm getting old. (laughs) And the bones don't move like they used to. They don't like that. I feel like I need hot liquids to like keep everything. (laughs) Keep everything moving. Keep everything moving and grooving. (laughs) No, I sat on the heating pad or leaned back on the heating pad all day yesterday because I got old lady back. Listen. How'd you throw out your old lady back? Mm. Why you ask so many questions? Because <laughs> I know in this try, it's, it's like so simple that I want to make. I was reaching right over. No, I was reaching over to the side of my bed to get my motherfucking water bottle. I went. Ooh. <laughs> she was like, "I think 
I threw my back out for a bottle of water. I was like, like getting wild over there. Water in the bed. I know, because you got to sleep with some water next to the bed. Listen, you know, I can't. Yeah, no. Ever since I was pregnant, like, I cannot go to sleep without water next to my bed. It's impossible. Yeah, I'm sitting here sweating right now, drinking a hot ass cup of coffee. But I feel like because hot, I feel like I need to start my day with like a warm beverage, and then it just it keeps helps everything be regular. It's hot, wild how when you the older you get, the more routines you have to have. Like if mm-hmm. I don't do X, Y, and Z in this particular way, right? My morning's off. Like I have to have orange juice with. I have to have a glass of orange juice with my green uh, wheatgrass powder, Miralax, and all my <laughs> You know you ain't invincible. When, you, when we was younger, we used to be like, I don't need nothing. I'm going to hold it. Like, remember, it's like, I'm going to hold it and not go to the bathroom in this mm. public place now. Bitch, no shame whatsoever. Well, you know, like, I would shit anywhere. So. Listen, I, I have joined that bandwagon very quickly. I'm like, routine like oh time (laughs) so i have to say this this wraps up this week's episode of the turn on thank you for joining us and we will see you back here next week (laughs) (laughs) felt like y'all need special effects (laughs) this episode was produced by us kenry and erica and edited by ballistic the theme music is from brazy now you can support the turn on and get off Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app, then drop us a five-star review and you'll be entered to win something that's turning us on. Just post your review and email us a screenshot at theturnonpodcast at gmail.com to enter. Our Patreon page is also live. Become a supporter today and you'll gain access to lots of goodies, including the Turn On Book Club and two-for-one raffle entries. And don't forget to send us your book recommendations and your sex and related questions. And follow us on Twitter at The Turn On Pod and Instagram at The Turn On Podcast. You can find links to books, merch, transcripts, guest info, and other fun stuff at theturnonpodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you soon. Bye.